You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie, The Santa Claus. 1994. When a man inadvertently makes Santa fall off of his roof on Christmas Eve, he finds himself magically recruited to take his place. All right, let's jump into the spoiler-free review of this film. Uh, what do y'all guys think? This is probably only the third time I've seen this movie all the way through. Uh, the first time was in 1994 in the theater, which was I do remember being fun. Though I couldn't, I always, I was never could figure out in that first viewing why they weren't calling him Tim Taylor, because as far as I knew, that's what his name was. <laughs> I just heard it was Home Improvement with the Santa Claus. So, it, I was a little confused on that first viewing, but I, you know, you get into it easily. Uh, this is a fun movie, and I enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it going through there. There's so much I enjoyed differently, I think, this time than the other times I've watched it, simply because of, uh, I'm of a change in perspective over time and all that mess. So, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good fun movie. I enjoyed it. Well, from my perspective, watching this movie, did we watch it in theater? I don't think we did. I don't think so. I think, I think we saw it. I think dad bought it at some point and we watched it. Yeah. No, I think he rented it and then bought it either way. Yeah. Either way. Like this movie has been a, a, uh, a Christmas special like every year, every year since we were kids. So we've got, I'll be like for me anyway, I've got a lot of nostalgia for the film. Uh, in this recent review, this recent viewing, there's a lot more that popped out in the movie instead of, Ooh, it's, it's a Santa Claus. We watch this every year. It was a fun experience, but it gave me a lot more, how good this movie was and how dated the film is. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say something about the dated for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Now I, again, we watched this a lot growing up. I think whenever I wouldn't even say right after we got it, uh, that it became a Christmas tradition, but it, it did become a staple and we watched it. I would say probably for 10 years or so. That was the Christmas. Movie. Oh yeah. Um, the last couple, we've kind of shifted to watching something different, you know, just kind of trying to break it up a little bit, um, yeah. depending on what's on TV. I guess football, if football's on TV, we don't watch movies on Christmas, uh, if, if that happens. Which is every year since then. Well, not every year. I mean, for, we... For the most part. For yeah. the most part, let's say that. But, I mean, we'll watch it if we've got time. We don't really watch, right. like, other a lot of other Christmas stuff uh, on Christmas Day, generally, with our tradition. But, yeah. Right. Um, that's again kind of how we ended up watching Christmas Story last year, just kind of that wanting a change of pace. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is Thank a good you, movie. <laughs> uh, the I mean, we get we get Tim Allen, uh, you know, hot off of his Home Improvement show, which is still running at the time. Um, yeah, being Tim Allen, being Tim Allen, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. He even, he even does the little grunting with the ho ho ho. Mm -hmm. He does. And there is a reference uh, to uh, the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he he shows his acting chops in this, you know, showing that he can be a little different than Tim the Toolman Taylor. Um, yeah. You know, we do see that in a couple other films. We get to see him act. 
He's a good comedian. He was a, he was funny before he got into TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he, he really does shine in some things like this and Home Improvement. He does really good with the whole family friendly movies and stuff. I don't think he's done anything outside of that anyway. Uh, but he does well in that kind of dad role uh, or, you know, a lot. So, I mean, Galaxy Quest is good, too, but that's a different sort of yeah. movie. <clears throat> um, like I said, this movie is definitely a family-friendly film. It's a holiday film, definitely a Christmas movie. I don't think we can debate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. no. No, no, we can't debate that at all. No, it's, yeah. it's definitely an Easter movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> well, later ones, the Easter Bunny does show up. <laughs> in the later movies, the Easter Bunny does show up. That's true. Spoilers. Along with uh, the Tooth Fairy oh, yeah. and many other holiday representatives. Beware any spoilers and uh, avert your angry emails to Drew. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really much of a spoiler. I'm well, just saying. yeah, I guess it's not, but it is kind of. But either way. Yeah. Um, okay, is there anything we need to touch on before we jump into the spoiler-filled section for this one? Hmm. Oh, the the only thing I can see is, well, I hope he's a tailor. <laughs> when all this is over, I'm getting a cat scan. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into our spoiler filled section of the review. If, as usual, if you haven't seen this film and plan to go ahead and pause the recording, uh, the podcast and come back and listen to us later. Otherwise, uh, brace yourselves as we start talking about the rest of the film. Spoilers included. And who knows what we'll get into. So here we go. Spoiler free. Spoiler filled section. <laughs> I'm going to start off because I just messed that up so much. Uh, go right ahead. <laughs> let's just jump straight in. This movie is dated. Like we haven't watched, it, I guess, for two years, I think, at Christmas or maybe three. And wa- like watching this film, I was very aware of how dated it was. And I'm watching it off straight off of Disney. Uh, plus, you know, so it's a good mm-hmm. cut. It's not some VHS copy, not an old DVD. It's the best we've got, pretty much, that I can watch. And uh, it it looked dated. Uh, I mean, you could, yeah. I mean, the CGI is old, sure, of, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, a lot of it, though, is the CG, because that yeah. CG, oh, my word. Is, yeah, it's um, bad. 90s. I don't think, <laughs> it, it's not even 90s, because uh, this is not even at, it's hard to compare things to Jurassic Park. Sure, yeah. Jurassic Park was. Is that same year, isn't this, it? This, uh, nearly. Yeah, 1994. But, but this one, it's like they had heard of CGI. They had heard this big, the, the big dinosaur movie was using it. Surely they could use it for reindeer. <laughs> yeah. They apparently weren't using the same workstation. Studio, for sure, yeah. Yeah, no. they were. They tried. Don't get me wrong. They tried, but uh, some of that I looked at and thought, did y'all just use like a Super Nintendo to animate this? But in its defense, in 1994, it was fine. Like right. it wasn't a problem. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, a lot of the reason we're we're seeing some of this is because we're looking at what is probably a the, uh, a 4K remaster yeah. of the cl- cut, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. I watched it on Blu-ray. You're watching on Disney Plus. I'm assuming it's from the same master, probably, uh, possibly for yeah. the file. So, I mean, we're seeing every single bad jaggy that is in there yes yeah and they at least try to not have it on the screen all the time yeah. sure sure but there was some like the shots of the footprints in the snow that the of the reindeer looked like someone had just drawn on there with drawn on the film with like little 
dark spots of ink. <laughs> Bad yeah. rotoscoping. Yeah. The, yeah, the reindeer going off the roof, uh, you know, when they took off mm-hmm. with the sleigh, that was that was rough. Uh, and yeah, there were several other spots where it was pretty rough. But again, honestly, the, I think this is why they decided, you know what? The second time we're going to have an excuse as to why the sleigh is going to go straight up and not have to have the <laughs> right? reindeer yeah. take off. It's called vertical lift. Well, I mean, even if they even if they just wanted to conserve budget, I mean, yeah. that's a that's a back in 94 CG oh, yeah. costs way more. I mean, doing the simple oh, yeah. props and having them lift off and stuff way easier. You know, oh, yeah. no, no, nothing crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole film, though, feels very dated. Again, we're talking about the 90s and that's normal, but it does feel mm-hmm. old. I mean, I, I just like not just because it was, you know, an, a, a movie made in the 90s, but it feels very dated. It doesn't have it doesn't feel at all like a, um, uh, like it. it, it it moves forward with time like some films do. Some films, you, you're like, okay, well, I can see it's old. I know it's old, but it doesn't feel like it's old. It's this feels as, old. It's not as, yeah, this is not as timeless as Yeah, the that's the word. Timeless, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing that's always thrown me off about this one, and you can definitely see this in some other shots later on in, uh, th- this was point, This I realized this when I, when I watched Santa Claus 3, by the way, because mm-hmm. there's a little time travel element Anyway, did it look like they must have filmed all the nighttime shots in a studio? Because it seemed like it was too dark. Hmm. The night was too dark. Yeah, I hadn't even noticed on that for sure uh, or anything. But I mean, probably <laughs> it would I mean, make because there's the, yeah, there were some shots, were shots where the it there were some shots where it did look like it was an actual mm-hmm. night sky, but the entire thing with uh, you know. The Santa Claus, the Santa Claus falling off Tim's roof. Yeah. Sorry, I'm always going to think of him as Tim, not Scott. Yeah. Um, the shots there at the end at the other at the Miller house, right? And all that just it looks like it's not filmed outside. It's too dark to me. Yeah, it's yeah. too dark. It's like yeah, real dark. There's too know? much. Yeah. There's too much contrast. Yeah. True. It's the kind of thing I know I didn't notice back then. Because I was a kid and didn't know any better. Sure. But it just, it, it, it stands out, it stood out to me like when you see like an old uh, film shot where it's obvious they, it's supposed to be at night and they've put the little night lens on there, but all it really is is obviously daytime but darker blue. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what, this is kind of that obvious to me. Yeah. And again, I, I, I haven't looked at the budget for this film. But I would assume it wasn't a high-budget film. I mean, I would assume it was average. And again, we're playing with sci-fi when it's kind of... I mean, not sci-fi. Playing with uh, CGI when it's kind of a more... It's a newer thing. Um, Yeah. You know, and again, most of... If it's 94, they haven't learned from Jurassic Park on how good it can be even. You know, we're talking about, you know, basic stuff. But they're trying. And again, a lot of movies, I think, really do tend, especially in the 90s, because in the 90s, everything was trying to be so advanced and it wasn't but we thought we were, yeah. you know. Uh, so I feel like there's always an element of the 90s is so dated just in itself. Agreed. I think even the 80s, while dated, has a little bit more of just a, a rough presence that could be a lot of eras. I mean, some things are very 80s, obviously, but I feel like yeah, the 90s the- does a very a very bad job of, of moving forward in a timeless fashion because it feels so 
Like they're trying to be extra hip. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, because well, of that, it really always feels dated. You talked about, you know, how you didn't know what the budget was. I can tell you right now, it was $22 million, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is not a lot. No, it's not. But you also have to remember when this script went to, first to Disney, they didn't put it at Walt Disney Studio Pictures originally. They uh. didn't put it at TriStar, which would have yeah. been their second bet. Really? They put it at Hollywood Pictures. Yeah. This oh, is the yeah. same studio that did Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Yeah, yeah. This is not where they put films they feel strongly about. No. It wasn't until the film was finished mm-hmm. that Walt Disney put money into it. Well, I mean, think about it. We're talking about, a, I mean, they, they're taking a television actor who has yeah. done well on one show right. and has no real, uh, no, has not proven himself as an actor other than that. He's a comedian, yeah. first off, to begin with. It's not like he was an actor for years on TV even. Mm-hmm. He has a show as a comedian, which rarely and works. And the only other actor of any real note I, uh, that I saw that had a role before this I knew was Peter Ball, who played the uh, uh, the CEO of the toy company. Well, there the are, only reason I recognize yeah. him is because he was Frank Barone later on, and he was Frankenstein and Young uh, Frankenstein's monster in Young Frankenstein. Yeah, at the time, I I don't think I would have recognized anybody else in it, but I do know several of the other actors from a lot of other work. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, what's like Bernard is a really talented actor who we've seen in a lot. I mean, he had uh, what was that show called? Um, I don't know because I didn't recognize. Him. <sighs> Hold on. Uh, his name's David Crumholz. Yeah. Okay. Um, numbers. Yeah, numbers. That was it. Um, but he's done a lot of stuff. I mean, he's been around a while. Um, and then, um, let me Neil, and I'm, I'm going to look at yeah, his name real Judge quick. Judge Reinhold. Yeah, Judge Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. Yeah, he's done a lot. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been around a while. There's nothing that really really stuck out to me, but that doesn't mean anything. Well, I've seen him in so much. I mean, he was in, uh, what was it, Eddie Murphy, him, uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Yeah. He was in those films. There was a name I recognized in the credits. Okay. You'll recognize the name, too. He was the voice (laughs) of the reindeer. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Frank Welker. Yeah, I was going to say, it's always Frank Welker. Well, Whenever okay, there's yes, an animal I, talking, and if you want yes, proof, you watch the, to, or listen to the Cellcast or watch them on yes. Tuesdays when they do their Facebook Live. Yes, we exactly. do bring this up all the stinking time. Yeah, I was I was half, I was was half, halfway expecting to hear one of the reindeers cry out and be like, Fall! Fall! <laughs> so fall I promoted. Time, yeah. Fall! Scooby-Doo in reindeer form? <laughs> Boy, that right, would have thrown so, everybody off. Right. Yeah, um, reindeer facts. But yeah. <laughs> I broke Drew. Anyway, so we got your promotion. We promoted your show, too. That's always good. We got yes, that good. It's always fun. Always good to do. Um, let's see. What else do we uh, What do we need to talk on this one? Um, so the, the general story of this is a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's what yeah. kind of really carries this. I mean, again, the actors do a good job. It's, but I think the story is just simple enough, and 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 quirky enough that it works really well. And again, Tim Allen mm-hmm. playing the the comedic role and playing Santa Claus, and I think he does a great job with this. Uh, but the story is just so simple. Oh look, Santa Claus falls off a roof. You put on this suit to try to help out, mainly because your kid is you know guilting you into it. 
And then yeah. you've basically signed on to be Santa forever. Uh, great, fun, simple concept. And again, it's just done so well. And the fun thing is you've got, I, I guess, the, the sad, dark part of the story is basically Santa is almost a deadbeat dad, at least in the eyes of the mom and, and the stepdad yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And it's kind of... It's really, I mean, you know, they do a really good job of mixing the comedy with the sad um, yeah. in this. Because you feel for the kid uh, a lot. Um, Charlie is, yeah. I mean, and the the guy who plays Charlie does a great job, Eric Lloyd. Um, yeah, he does. I, I think he, I think he sells it. I mean, he's whiny like a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's good. I think he does great with that. Um, yeah, on, honestly, I think uh, Eric probably stole the movie. Just how... Mm-hmm. But like he just he played that very realistic, very like Jim said, whiny kid, but he just sold it. I mean, like you just felt for the kid the entire time. And the fact that he had a dad that was so immature that yeah. he be like, obviously he's a comedian, but you get more of uh Tim Allen's character is more he's uh very immature and He's the fun he's, dad. He's yeah. he's he's the fun dad, but at the same time you get uh uh, what's the uh, what's his uh, character's name? Charlie or, or Scott? Scott, thank you. Yeah, we we do see Scott's development from a very immature, very almost petty mm-hmm. man who's very you know he's a man child. Let's say that mm-hmm. sure to a to a uh, a man who uh, grows into responsibility, grows into maturity mm-hmm. uh, to to become Santa Claus. Well, there's he, a lot of character was, growth. Yeah, there's a lot of character growth. I agree, I agree there. And one I, of the I, things I like. A, sorry. Oh, one of the things I like about the what the, how this movie handles itself is, I I never noticed until this viewing that this is a film about faith. Mm-hmm. Faith yes. in something you can't see. I mean, right. Judy tells him, "Seeing isn't believing. Believing is, is seeing. seeing." Yes, it's a great line. Yeah, it's a great line, and. It's hard, it's really hard for me not to think to not try and draw parallels with mm-hmm. Christianity in yeah, some of this. Sure, sure. Even or any though, religion really, but yeah. Any, any religion, but of course mine is Christianity, so I'm thinking <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that's just what I think. There, there's like, al- there's always that parallel. Yeah. So I kept looking at it and going, this is him having left I couldn't help but look at it as Scott Calvin had left the faith and now he's got to be the high priest. <laughs> and he's got to he's got to go from yeah. not believing a cotton picking thing about the whole thing, and now he's got to lead his people. Sure, sure. <laughs> almost Moses in a way. Yeah, it, like almost thing. Yeah, in a way. Gonna lead uh, the reindeer out of the South Pole. I mean, right. the North Pole. <laughs> but the but the only way he was able to do it was because his son was already a true believer long before he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was just more playing along to right. You know, help his son with his belief because he rationalized everything he saw that night yeah and he rationalized it in such a way where it's like oh that didn't happen it was all a dream i told you about it that's why you know the reason you think that the elf's name was judy because that was the name of the waitress mm-hmm. at denny's so much so that they actually the credit is act for judy is actually elf judy mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i thought was funny um i just lost my spot uh, <laughs> i mean it's he he rationalizes all that away but it's not until uh, he sees the, the thing in the ball, which he's believing only because he believes in his son. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, and that's when he realizes, oh, 
That's why I'm getting fatter <laughs> without trying. That's why my I can't even dye my hair white. Yeah. Hair away from being white. It's because of all this. That also explains why there's now a list that's taking up my entire uh, living room <laughs> and hallway that I still technically didn't go through. And that's why all these kids are following me, because they already know I'm Santa Claus, yeah. even though I don't believe it myself. Yeah. I'm being told this is who I am, and now I have to believe that this... And, and now I'm just now believing that this is who I am. Yeah. There's, he didn't believe that's who he was before, Tom. And I just, I just draw, can draw so many parallels to... Mm-hmm. You know, my walk with Christ in that way, because there's many times just like, you know, Bible says I'm this. I'm thinking there's no way I'm that. Ten years later. Oh, I guess I am that. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. It's the best way I know how to put it. It's always a good thing in a movie when you can draw parallels to other things yeah. like that. So it, it does. And I think they probably are aware of that, you know, and oftentimes with Christmas movies, we get some of those uh, messages, even if we draw them on yeah. our own, because it is a Christmas movie which tends to lead a lot of people to deep dive into those other meanings about spirituality or religion or whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and I think this is a good one. I mean, we do have, again, a character who goes through a redemption arc, essentially, who becomes a better person, uh, you know, who goes base. I mean, you know, and then he's battling against people who are skeptical of what he believes and knows, even if he doesn't completely believe it himself at times. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot there. Um, And you always have, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Uh, I did. I did. Okay. At the very end of the film where. Scott. Neil. Where? No, no, no. Hold on. We're near. When Neil at, when Neil says, Charlie tells Charlie, like, you're going to make a great psychiatrist one day. It's like when the Charlie pops. No, I think I'm going to go into the family business. That means you're going to kill your dad. Exactly. <laughs> so you're, you're going to you're going to push your dad off the roof just because you want to be Santa. I was wow. I was really thinking this was going to be closer to the end of the podcast, but I figured we would get into the dark, well, deep dive. I, w- I would go into some <clears throat> on how this could actually work. Sure. But we can't do that till the Santa Claus three. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm, in his mind, I'm sure he's thinking, "I'll just take over when he does fall off a roof, or something or stupid he, happens." Or he dies of he's old also, age. He's also a kid. He's thinking, "Oh, Dad'll have to retire at some point." Yeah, right. Exactly. Because dads Wait, don't die. La- how long was the last Santa Claus? The Santa Claus. How long did you? G- old did Judy say she was? Uh, Five hundred years old. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? <clears throat> and how no? We don't really know how long. How long the last Santa was the Santa either? So yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it, it 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 could possibly it could put possibly that once you become Santa, you become almost immortal until you until you physically be like either you are killed, otherwise you just live on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you can't or die you, of natural causes. You have to. Yeah. something has to happen to you. Yeah, like fall off a roof, get shot yeah. with a shotgun, eaten yeah. by a dog. They're, they're, yeah, there, mm-hmm. there's another point. Okay, this Santa, the Santa who allegedly died, be like he fell off a two-story roof. Now yeah. I understand you can't on die back. on his back in a least a foot of snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now I understand. Be like this is props. This is more we're trying to hire, trying to find hide the air the airbag in which the guy fell on, what have you, but. More often than not, if you fall off a roof on your back onto a large pile of snow, you're going to be hurt, but you're not going to die. Okay, I have so, a theory on this. Un- I have unless, a theory on this. Oof, yeah, I have a theory, un- too. Okay. Go ahead. So my theory is this, right quick. Okay. 
depending on how long he was the Santa Claus, it could be the way the clause reads, because we will find later that there is more to this legal contract than Bernard showed us. That's true. And among other th- on other things. Right. But in this instance, it could be that the he death... Kenobi'd. It, well, he Kenobi. <laughs> it wasn't that he Kenobi'd. I actually That's what, what it felt like. It did but it could be that your ter- your ter- term of contract ends if you are completely incapacitated from being able to perform the duties of Santa Claus for any Possibly. amount of time, such as you know being paralyzed from falling off of a roof. That's true. But how do you do this number when you're paralyzed? Well, I mean, he, he, he was he's not he, not, he, not a quadriplegic, not quadriplegic, but yeah. And and besides, it could be like it could be that. The magic only works while you can be Santa Claus. If you're yeah. paralyzed and you can't be Santa Claus anymore, right. you might lose all the powers. And if he's old enough, he might just die. Uh, aggressively age to the yeah. age he's supposed to be. And in this case, depending on how old he was, he could be dead. So well, he pulled a Mother Gothel. Well, yes. Well, think about it. I mean, if he fell off a roof and hurt himself on Christmas Eve, right? Like, to the point true. that he couldn't climb back up and get in the sleigh, That's, he's done. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah I agree. Doesn't have to have, he doesn't have to be paralyzed. He's just got to have, like, no. a broken tailbone. Uh, he's right. done. And it, <laughs> and it could just be it's, he's he's been doing this for oh, at least 100 years. Yeah. yeah. That's my theory, because the technology of his reign as Santa Claus does not appear to have aged past... 1930 1940 yeah. I, I would I would I would beg to say he's probably been doing this Santa Claus based on his hey, his coat and everything it was more maybe like 1800s well the like coat he could have been doing it for he, 200 years they say the coat is an antique yeah it's a special thing now the right. reason why uh Tim Allen gets the fireproof thing because the sun updates it. yeah and, well and it goes on under the suit yeah yeah there is to some degree because kids show up and kids yeah. can wake up and see you as Santa Claus, you still have to look like, like Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Right. That doesn't really work, though, at the beginning of the movie when he still looks like Tim Allen wearing a weird suit. That is true. Mm. Yep. Yep, yep. But it could be that the suit is the, all you really have to have to yeah. activate it. Agreed. Sure. On you, Christmas Eve. And you could also argue that the uh, there's always the possibility that Tim Allen, while not actually changed to the children in the house, he could have looked like Santa. We wouldn't know. Except the you, little girl. He looks skinnier. You're thin. Skinnier. You look skinnier, and yeah. But he can and still look like Santa. Hair, and his hair's not white sure. because he claims he dyed it. Did sure. he drink the shaved. milk because he's lactose intolerant? Don't poke yeah. holes in my theory. I just made up on the spot. That's not fair. No. That's, I thought that's how this show worked. That is. It's exactly how the show works. I just wanted to say that because it sounds. Say fun. something. You say something crackpot, the rest of us fill it through holes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm it. just as I've I've received as much of this as anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. Or just shove it, it down the roof. It's it's fair trade. Fair trade. Um, True. Yeah. Either way, we are thinking entirely too hard about a movie <laughs> where Tim Allen turns into the Santa Claus. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, you know, and especially since it's boy. fake Tim Allen and not Tim Allen, because yeah. Tim Allen's a little more lewd and 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 stuff. I mean, he's a fun just, guy, sure. Yeah. He can be family friendly, but. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 being his character. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, and I'm, I mean, obviously it's Santa, and obviously they wouldn't want him saying anything crazy because he had a show on TV where he was a kid-friendly person. So, yeah, you right. know, yeah. even if things got so darker in the film, they probably would have kept him uh, clean just for that reason. So yeah. Still, this movie was rated PG, 
Whereas the other two Santa Claus movies are rated G, I thought was interesting. Probably because Santa Claus falls off a roof and dies, as far as everybody's and, concerned. And yeah. he does ha- say a couple of things that might be considered mm-hmm. a little more raunchy than you could get away with in G. Yeah. Definitely in the 90s. <laughs> like uh, The naughty. Sleeping, uh, sleeping buck naked. Yeah, I, I thought it was the the the, uh, the very nice comment was one. Yes, and, yeah. You know, nothing too crazy. Boy. Yeah. It's a good line. Great line. Um, yeah, let's see, what How else? How did she know he was Santa? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And she just knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, you know. Your dreams, the mind boy. of a child. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he kind of looked like Santa a little bit, at least at the time yeah, so, yeah, you know, he bit. already had the white beard didn't he at that scene yeah yeah, yeah. and did. he was already rather large he kind of had the santa claus look he was really right. just missing the suit yeah well i mean think about it you kids already do that in reality like i mean people talk about you know you see someone with a white beard around christmas mm. time with long especially white with a full head of hair and a white beard they yeah. look like santa claus and everybody knows yeah. it uh and everybody assumes that or at least kids go oh it looks like santa even though he didn't have yeah. the suit on, you know. Yeah. So yeah, more if if you if you're ever around kids and there's a person that's fitting that description, more often than not, be like, "Can I go ask him for a present?" Yeah, or tell him what that, I want. Yeah, tell him what I want because I think he's Santa. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think kids assume Santa walks around Santa. every day anyway. Exactly. Be- between yeah, the he's just a normal guy, right? Between the movies and everything else, I think they think Santa is, or some of them at least, think Santa lives a regular life like a superhero. You know, <laughs> so yeah, that makes sense. That. You know, it's one, I'm sure it's one of the many things. Some of them think he's up at the North Pole the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. so again, this is spoiler section. Well, we can admit Santa's I mean, not real. It's okay. I mean, in many ways, <laughs> you could claim that Santa has no reason to leave the North Pole because we do know that elves just randomly show up in weird places and don't even bother trying to hide their ears. Because we true. see that all throughout the movie. But there's also, that's because of the, the, I guess you'd call it the veil theory of many cases, like in sci-fi and stuff, yeah, yeah. In which adults or people who don't believe don't acknowledge, don't notice elf ears, right. but kids and people who are awakened, if you will, or aware of such yeah. things will point it out. Right. So. Yeah, minus, minus just pointing more of a cell cast joke. Like, minus he doesn't have his prep and landing team. True. I didn't catch that. It broke up really bad. Don't worry. I'm sure it'll be on Don't the worry. thing. I'll, I'll get it then. Yeah. <laughs> to, use, to use Doctor Who terminology, he had, they all have perception filters. Mm. Yes. You're a perception filter. I'm oh, sorry. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst that's what she said ever. I know. I, I say that true. because there was no double entendre involved. I know. <laughs> Just, I'm just going to point that out. And I'm probably going right. to save that as a promo. Be like, you want to hear the worst? That's what she said ever. <laughs> Drew says it on this episode. And they'll be like, that was, they'll be like, that wasn't that bad. I'll be like, I know it was too clean to be a, that's what she said. Exactly. That's the problem. It's like a dirty limerick. It's like a dirty limerick about mopping a floor. That's it. I mean, it has, it's, it's a dirty limerick, but it's not actually dirty. Like it did. Yeah. So, yes. Anyway. Uh. okay um what else uh let's see so i think you know you mentioned that charlie kind of steals the movie i disagree i think charlie does exactly what he's supposed to do as that pretty much our secondary character i think if you're gonna if you want to talk about stealing the show i think it bounces back i think bernard does a really good job 
and we I do, agree with you, and it feels like he he does a bit of stealing scenes. But I will also point out that Neil uh, and the weenie whistle, yeah. in oh, many God, ways, yeah. is is one yes. of the biggest yes. moments of the entire film. Uh, yeah. And I think he does well, a great I mean, job of stealing attention with that. Um, the, when he is even before that, though, when he finally realizes that Scott Calvin really is Santa Claus, yeah, Santa? he can see his like eyes. He's three years old or whatever again. Five, he, yeah, he's three years old again. He's like he's regressed in age, and the fact that he gets the weenie whistle after that point is mm-hmm. just yeah icing, icing on, on the cake. cake. It's mustard <laughs> on the weenie. <laughs> Okay, I'm not making that joke. Anyway, so we're uh, so anyway, yeah. Judge Reinhold does a great job there, and I think he does. I think he, and again, he's one of those actors. He's not a leading man. He's not the type, but he does play a great secondary or tertiary character, you know. And he and he has an ability to act well. I mean, he doesn't just play straight one way. He's really good at adapting yeah. uh, to the scene. And, and it's interesting how naturally he looks in those sweaters <laughs> because most people cannot pull a sweater look off. Right. Anyway, he looks like he belongs in those sweaters. And he I don't does. know if that's a good or bad. Well, I, I mean, you know, I, that's one of those. I really wish I knew who the uh, who the person who did the uh, wardrobe for the film. Yeah. Because I feel like they definitely deserve a kudos for that because they made sure he looked at home. He looked like mm-hmm. a shrink. He played very, I mean, it was all very well done. So between his acting and uh, whoever was in charge of costuming for this film, uh, right. they did a good job, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And then we've got, like, the elves with attitude and stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, think it, I think it does. Good. Most of a it's fun. Che- a bit, yeah, a bit cheesy, the, the elves with attitude. It was a bit yeah. cheesy. But there again, well, it's, it's, it's the 90s, and all it's a the, kid's movie. All the stuff with the elves was a little cheesy. Well, yeah, and also they were a lot of them were like really not but actor actors, but they yeah. were just kid extras. And plus, they are, the elves are really supposed to be, these are children. Yeah, they are. They In, in mentality, just not in work ethic. Right. <laughs> They've just been kids forever. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like Peter Pan. Exactly. Minus not the book. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. The movie. The movie. Yeah, the movie. What? What? The movie. Yeah, because the book is a lot more. Uh, we'll get into that later. We'll get. Which there. movie are we talking we'll about? There. Peter Pan. Which movie? Peter Pan. Oh, oh Peter Pan. I haven't. Peter Pan. I haven't. I haven't seen the movie in so long because I, I didn't like either. it as a kid. So yeah. I thought it was the. I don't. I can't say I've ever actually watched the movie. I, like I remember, I know we had to have watched it as a kid. We did, and we did. I remember, I remember part of the song about the Indians, and that just I hated it then because we have a strong Indian heritage, and right, and so I've never rewatched it. And I know they've put up a um, a warning or whatever or yes. information at the beginning of it now on Disney mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Which is good. But we're not here to we're not here to talk about Peter Pan. That's no. true. We're not. Though there are similarities between the elves and yes, and there Neverland. are. But we won't get into that. Not too much. Yes. Hint, uh, <laughs> hint the youth, hint the youth mortality, uh, immortality. <laughs> youth mortality is a whole darker subject. No, we youth don't <laughs> immortality. Youth, youth immortality. immortality. That's what I yes. said. We can yeah, we, we can come back to Peter Pan whenever we get around to reviewing Hook. Yes. Oh yes. Let's just do that. Whenever, because that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. That is a good movie. Anyway, um, not really connected to this in any way, besides we're talking about no. children uh, who live yes. forever, apparently. Um, 
And child actors. Yeah, child actors too, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else to talk about on this. Judy reminded me of Miranda Cosgrove. Who? Miranda Cosgrove. The uh, (laughs) smart alecky one from uh, School of Rock. The really smart alecky one that always acted like she had a stick up her bum. I remember watching those, but I don't... She was also the little sister on Drake and Josh on Nickelodeon. You got me lost there. <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about, but I'm looking her Neither. up right now. Yeah. I don't know who she is. I don't think I've seen anything she's been except Despicable Me. Huh? She's iCarly, too. Okay, I recognize the actress, but... Yeah, that's, that, that's who she reminded me of. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow, I honestly think I might have only seen her in Despicable Me. Well, yeah. she's a good voice actress, too. Mm. Uh, yeah. Not anything I've seen except Despicable Me. I forgot she was in Despicable Me. Yeah. Oh, she was in Smallville. at eight. She played Lana Lang at age five. So, yeah, I have seen her before. Oh, in that, okay. In that episode of the pilot. <laughs> okay. It could just be I'm looking at her visual looks. Sure. And, her, and the roles I'm used to seeing her play. In. And I can she see that. kind of reminded me yeah. of a sweeter version of that character. She does kind of have a similar look, I would say, just from some of the pictures I've seen. So, I mean, I believe yeah. that. Um yeah, Judy's a great character, I think, in this film, too, even though she's such a limited one. Uh, we don't sure. see that much of her, but, you know, I think she does a great job. Okay. I'm sure some of that comes down to how long they could allow the kids to work. So. Yeah. Because unlike the North Pole, Hollywood has labor laws. Yes. That is true. Okay. So, let's see. What else do we need to talk about on this film before we, you know, rate it? That it has sequels? Yeah, there are two sequels. So. Uh Santa Claus 2 and the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Yeah. I I don't think I've seen three. Um, I remember I seeing very, I, I remember seeing very little bits of three. I, and I think it got turned off. I, I saw all three while they were in theaters. The third one is the weakest one. That's usually the case. There are very few exceptions yeah. to that rule. And uh, it's uh, whoever plays Jack Frost in there. I can't think of his name. He's the reason it's oh, so bad. Um, uh, that's what's his name. Um, I keep thinking Billy had, Crystal, but it's he not has Billy a show Crystal. with Steve Martin on Netflix. Not a show, but they did yeah. a special. Um, what is his name? I can't remember. I just it's know for whatever second. reason his comedy and Tim Allen's just do not mesh, and he's a jerk throughout the whole movie. Of course, he's the one who doesn't and come he, up when I type Three Amigos. Uh, uh, yeah, the other one, Martin Short. Martin Short. <laughs> Thank you. I knew he shared a name with Steve Martin. I just was thinking it was Steve and not Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up and it sure. pops up and it's like, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase. And I'm like, yeah, but the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Who's the other guy? Name, I know all three of them and I like them all very much. But, yeah. you know, I think okay, I actually if- like Martin Short in many ways better than yeah. Chevy Chase at times. I do love Chevy back in the day, Saturday Night Live. But yeah, from what uh, I think, from what I remember of watching the third one, it's Martin Short's comedy that just seems to fall flat throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And it could just be the and the writing is not really that great either. Yeah, I have no opinion because <laughs> I've not seen the film, and it's it's yeah. kind of sort of a rip off of It's a Wonderful Life, but with the, within the context of the movie universe, isn't everything yeah. kind of a rip off of those <laughs> at some point or another, especially series like that. Could be. I think um, people are unoriginal. Yeah, it's hard to be original, though, with so much content. You just have to make a spin on something that has been done. 
And I'm sure they did yeah. something, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's probably, mm-hmm. I haven't watched it, so I can't say for sure. Anyway. We'll get there when we get there. If we yeah. have to. We have to. I assume <laughs> at some point we'll we finish should, the at some point. Well, maybe we'll just do it over the course of the next couple of Christmases. We'll, you know, during That's the... Fine. That might be the way to do it. Um, okay. All right. So... Yeah, I'm not in a hurry to get to the escape clause. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moving right along. Moving along. <laughs> there's nothing else. Let's jump into the uh, star rating of this film. Guys, who wants to do it first? Let's go first. I'm giving it four stars. It's a fun movie. There's very little I can say that's bad about it. Uh, outside of the CG, which we already gone into verbatim. Ver- we already talked about a lot. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun Christmas movie. It's almost, it's extremely innocent for what it is. It tells a very simple story. And yeah, if you're trying to figure out, even at this point, if you should go watch it, the answer is yes. Go watch the Santa Claus. It's a great movie. Four stars. I am literally docking it a whole star because of the bad CGI. <laughs> well, it's pretty bad CGI. Yeah. yeah. Jacob, you want to go next? I get four stars. It has a lot of nostalgia, you know, coming up, growing up. Uh, I do see its flaws as a film. I do enjoy the character development. The... The overalling story is very fun. There again, it's a simple story, but it's a fun story. It's a great Christmas story, and it is worth a watch. So, yeah, four stars. Okay, so I'm going to give it four stars because I'm going to step away from it a little bit. What I'm going to do is, I mean, the, the I have to look at it as if I haven't seen it a million times because it did feel a little hard to watch this last time. But... I can still recognize all that's good with it. I've watched it so many times. I know almost every line in it. There's no surprises anymore, but it's still a good movie. And I I may not have enjoyed it as much as I wanted to this time, but I've seen it so many times and I know it's really good. Um, While this viewing may have been a little harder for me and, you know, other things are going on too in my life. So that always plays into it. Uh, And I wasn't quite ready for a Christmas movie that day, but I watched it. And but it's a good movie. It's solid. All the things are there. It's got some bad CGI and it's out. And it's a little dated, but geez, it's a good movie. It's fun. I'm sure I laughed even at some point, even though I knew it was coming. And um, everybody in it's good. Uh, I would say the the mom's a little eh, in my opinion. But other than that, it deserves four stars. I mean, I think there I think there's not much wrong with that at all. I think four stars is probably the best fit I could give it. I think I think. Anything less feels like I'm just lying to myself. Anything more would probably be nostalgia talking. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit with 4-2. I, okay. I think it's proper rating. And if there's nothing else, that's our review of The Santa Claus from 1994. You've been listening to the Movie of the Week podcast. If you'd like to follow Jim, you can find me at on Facebook and Twitter as Passive Creative or on Instagram as Passive Creator. This is Drew, and you can follow me on my photo bin on Facebook. It's at Drew's Photo Bin. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, where I try to leave a review of every single movie we review. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can find Jacob on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. You can also find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. 
You can also listen to our sibling show that Jacob and I are on at thecellcast.podbean.com, where we review animated movies. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please remember the opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and are those of the creators alone. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on whether or not you should watch a movie or whether you enjoy it is your own. As always, thank you for listening to the Movie of the Week podcast.